Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Justin the Food Entrepreneur Show. I'm Justin Bazaar. I'm your host. That's B-I-Z-Z-A-R-R-O. For anyone who's out there, you can find us on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs or on Spotify or wherever else you grow yourself through podcasts. If you're hungry and you're listening in, don't leave your position. Open up your phone, click on the DoorDash app, and order some delicious food, maybe from one of the awesome food entrepreneurs that have been on the show if you're in one of those cities. So, Let's jump in right where we left off on the cliffhanger, um, the loss of a business partner. So we're going to just jump right in. You'll you'll hear a little bit of a clip from the last part just so everyone gets up to speed on what was said. And then it would go right back into questions. Until um, Larry was diagnosed with stage three cancer, lung cancer in August and passed away in November. I'm 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 shocked. Um, not to mention that he had such an impact um, and found yeah. such I don't know companionship, a soulmate, non relationship wise. I guess I think. Yeah. Um, in my current situation, I don't want a relationship either. I'm uh, in that same situation um, where mm-hmm. I am looking for friendship. I am looking for to build my life because um, I've gone through yeah. some major transitions after being in a relationship for nine years and. Um, yeah. I agree, but the craziest thing is that I don't even, like, you have this partner, you have this business partner, you have this person that came into your life. Like, what happens now with the loss of that partner? So, with the loss of that partner, um, I'm, I'm still processing. I thought about him yesterday morning, and I'm still shocked. I'm still shocked. It all happened so fast. I don't, I don't. Think I grieved. I don't want to say grieve properly because what is that, right? Um, um, I think I've matured in my grief process and the process of death and what that means. That I don't think I need to grieve how I did as a young girl, right? I grieve as a friend and as a spiritual person who knows and loves God and appreciate who He was to me. Um, the mark that he left um, with people, he loved people, um, cared for people so much that his dash, his dash has meaning. His dash has meaning. Um, so I mourn him the best way that I could. I memorialize him the best way that I could, and I carry on um as a friend and just thinking of all the goodness and appreciating just appreciating who he was to me and why he had come to me when he did um so what happened with the food truck is we ended up giving the food truck up in february february 18th and this is simply because again his value what he meant to miss Spud to the 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 process was so paramount he was the heavy lifter he was the 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 repairer the mechanic the you know the one that got his hands dirty he did the uh, the, all the shopping he did all the cleaning making sure that all the the mechanical stuff the dirty stuff i didn't have to do 
I didn't have to do. He all and he always said, he said, make sure he was like, you just do the cooking, you deal with the customers. I never want to deal with the customers. He was like, you deal with them so well. He was like, <laughs> you you talk to them. I don't want to talk to them. I'll I'll just be over here doing what I need to do, making sure that we have, you know, great product. You know, he had a purpose. And when we lost him, Things literally started breaking. It's so weird. Things started breaking down one after another. Fryer, the fryer broke. One of the fryers broke. Lost um, a pilot. The generator for the truck broke. <laughs> Stop working. We had to purchase a portable generator, which is about 270 pounds, 250 pounds. We had to lift in and out of the truck. That became super laborious. Um, uh, Oh, just a whole slew of stuff just started falling apart. So I had to make an assessment. I had to determine, do you want to work this hard? Do you want to work this hard without him? Can I hire someone to replace, can I replace him with someone to do what he did? If I did, I would have to hire two people or even a third because that's how much work he did. Does it make sense? And it turned out that it didn't. What also ended up happening is the arrangements that we had for the truck. He was supposed to buy the truck outright. He financed it. And I hope I'm not telling too much of my business, but, you know. No, no, (laughs) these are all real things that happen. These are all real things that happen. Yeah. He financed it. I never saw a bill. So I have to now rethink how much does that apply to my bottom line? What I should have been paying. He was literally paying out of his pocket when it should have been paid outright. Otherwise, had he transitioned, we would have had ownership of the truck. With that being an issue, I had to determine, is it worth it? You know, we can certainly afford it. But is it, do I, do I want to do that much work? Do I want to work that hard at the end of the day? Because there's a lot, a lot on top of what I was already doing, the prepping, the cooking, the media, social media, the marketing, all of these other things, you know, scheduling um, events and stuff like that. Do I want to be responsible for all of this other stuff, you know? And I decided that I didn't. I didn't. There's a part of me that things I don't mind working hard for. I don't like labor. I don't like hard labor. It just doesn't. (laughs) I just don't do well with it, especially consistently, especially at this time in my life, you know. Um, So I settled with that. Um, I went back and forth emotionally with it because I had also learned to love the truck. I, honey, I love my trunk. It was, it was so pretty. It was so, it was so pretty. It was so girly. It was so, it was so functional. It was, it was all of these wonderful things. I looked forward to being on it. I looked forward to working in it. But it all, it had to make sense. It all happened after Larry did what he did. After he cleaned it. After he made sure everything was working. You know, after he, you know, filled, you know, did all the things that he needed to do that I didn't do. But then when he was gone, I saw all the work that he was doing. And I was like, it wouldn't be possible. So we gave it up. So where we are now today, we are going back to basics. We are going back to the pop-up tent. 
um, table and tent outlet, but on a grander scale. So we're currently working on getting a custom tent made with brand for branding purposes. It's going to have, it's going to be beautiful. We've already designed it. Um, nothing's going to be missing, essentially. You're going to have all of the components of the French fries, the seafood, um, everything. It's just going to be in a different space where we'll be doing more pop-ups, more farmer's markets, mortgage boards, um, community events. Um, we just won't have the mobile unit anymore. So it's a bit of a transition and we're still thinking broader, right? Because this is a wonderful experience that I can say that I've had that it's with me forever and will be a part of the Miss Bud's future. Because as we're doing the table intent, we're, the intent is to build up revenue to get a storefront. Once we get a storefront, we will get another food truck because it's such an essential part of the business. People know us for it. We know the potential of the business that can be generated with a food truck compared to a storefront, the possibilities are endless. I like this. And it's very brave of you to cut your losses with a truck, knowing that you're going to need one again later. Um, because yeah. it is expensive and it is hard to come by and yeah. it is a lot of work. But I agree with your, if I were consulting for you, I would agree with your assessment of the situation. And if you can't pay the bills and you can't make enough money to have multiple food trucks eventually are your own commissary, then mm-hmm. it's hard because without your own anchor, it's hard to do stuff as a food truck anymore. Even in the food truck spaces and even in the shared kitchens, they don't, service a food truck like if it had its own brick and mortar location and restaurant that services it so i 100 percent agree with it and it's very brave i think and courageous to take a step backwards and go back to the basics particularly after covid i mean it was so hard to survive through covid but you're like no 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 we did really well during covid that got us through it life has given me something different it built my business expanded my menu now on to the yeah. next thing because you know life works for us right we talked a little bit about this you know god works for yeah. us what yeah. it happens for us not to us yeah. so talk to me about the menu now as you move into this new concept are you going to keep the same menu or are you going to expand upon it because now you're in fish because before at the market yeah. you were just in spuds um which mm-hmm. as an anchor which i love the name we can talk about a little bit but i particularly love everything potato no gravy that's in your name yeah. the uh yeah. e p n g and it took yeah. me a while to figure out what i was like what is that but then when i figured it out i'm like i love this i love the saying i love that it's part of your brand but let's talk about yeah. the menu and stuff and then let's also talk about how you came up with that whole slogan because i think it's awesome yeah so um so the menu, the menu I'm going back and forth with, right? Because I'm, I try to be as thoughtful as possible, as healthy as possible, but I also want to give the customers what they want, right? Um, I am not opposed to chicken. And I and when I was eating chicken, I did really well. <laughs> I made a really, really good fried chicken and uh, uh, chili lime chicken, um, which is really, really awesome. And I think that would definitely put us in another uh, revenue category. Um, 
uh, also we, we also have a, a Philly slider. So we don't do we don't do red meat. We do a ground turkey, which is seasoned so well you don't miss the red meat that taste, right? So we do have that kind of burger component. Um, I think we'll the only thing I will add is probably the chicken. That's as far as I want to go. Oh, as, as a matter of fact, we also have soup. We have soup for the winter time, right? Which is amazing. We have a seafood bisque, which is awesome. Um, I plan to add my corn soup, which is beautiful, beautiful and silky and delicious, right? But that's part of the expansion. You have to have some place to create and store these things, right? And it's also seasonal. Um, and that's, again, that's going to be a part of the brick and mortar expansion part. Um, and We'll see. We'll see where where we'll uh, go from there. I recently had a, and you didn't say loaded potato or cream of potato, but and I love those as well. Which maybe you have those, but you're a, a spudge truck. But I actually had yeah. a shrimp um, loaded potato soup the other day, and it was phenomenal. Mm. And it wasn't like they just say threw it again, shrimp. Say it again, say it was. Again, it's a again, shrimp what? loaded potato soup shrimp loaded and it was like good. a loaded potato soup but not that they just threw shrimp in they made sure that it had yeah. the ingredients necessary to complement the shrimp and a little bit yeah of spice uh, i almost had a little bit of old bay in it uh since uh, mm -hmm, from the east coast mm -hmm. i love that stuff yeah and spending yeah, a lot of time i used so to live good. in astoria queens for almost five years and uh, spent okay. a lot of time in new york city i used to do all of the new york city hospitals uh, all of their food uh, at Food Service yeah. Partners, we did it for almost 20 years. Um, yeah. And one of the things that I've got to tell you is that I love what you're doing. And I love, in my experience in New York, it tells me that you're in the right path. You're you're starting to experiment with the food. You, you're going back to the yeah. basics and why you don't have a partner. And, you know, God bless him. He was great and he brought yeah. you new opportunity. You also don't have that crutch anymore. I'm just, you know, yeah. and so you're able to design this menu, get back into the chicken maybe and start discovering things mm -hmm. that you've never done before, mm -hmm. which is why I threw out there the mm -hmm. shrimp with the on the loaded yeah. baked potato because it wasn't your traditional loaded baked so potato good. soup and it blew me away. Um, it really blew me away. It was almost like a cream of shrimp loaded potato mm -hmm. soup. I don't know how to describe it because I think the shrimp was actually the base, not the potato. Yeah. And um, Really? Yeah, I, and... It was really, it was almost like a bisque, I would describe it as, but with loaded potato yeah, in it. Yeah, that's what I'm visualizing. That's what I'm visualizing. I'm also visualizing chunks of potato. Yep, exactly. Right? Yep. It's like creamy, creamy, but chunky. Yep, there's right? chunks there's of potato and which, chunks yeah, of shrimp. I see that. And not the that whole shrimp. They so were little good. chunks, so I could get a bite of the yeah. little shrimp in my mouth and the potato yeah. and maybe a bacon here. Yeah. I think there was some bacon. Like, it was yeah. more like a Canadian bacon, not a bacon bacon. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um... It was really so cool. Good. I really enjoyed it. Um, and I'm just throwing yeah. it out there because I think you're on this path where, yeah, you know, the the human palate, number one, the human income, mm -hmm. number two. W one, we need more. The human palate has expanded. We need more diversity of food. But also our income yeah. has changed a little bit. And we need simpler yeah. food with greater flavor. Yeah. And potatoes provide that. Mm -hmm. I, I, I agree That's with that right. 100%. Um, yeah. So here's my question. Like, how do you come up with sure. these ideas? Like, if I'm going to come up with a new recipe 
and you're like in your lab or you're in your mad scientist mode coming up with all your ingredients or your sauces like how do you go about this like what is the thought process because i think a lot of people don't know how to start yeah um good question um some of the things that i forgot to mention that's on the menu like our loaded fries our loaded fries our loaded nachos our loaded mashed potato these things right I I think about what people would want, right? Um, from a from a, a fresh health perspective, right? We kind of want to be nice and naughty at the same time, right? Yeah, absolutely, so, <laughs> you absolutely. See what I'm yes, yes. You got to play on it. So you got to play on that yin and you, yang. You got to play on it. Yeah. And I want them to feel like you know what I can have it all here right so even with our fish and fries and our shrimp and fries you get a little salad we have this salad it's a kale salad with with some chopped endives endives cranberry um um with brussels sprouts sliced brussels sprouts in a um oh god escaping me where's my head um poppy poppy seed dressing let me tell you something People come back for the salad alone. I'll buy just the salad. I'm like, ma'am, I don't sell the salad. And if I sell the salad, then somebody's not going to be able to get you. Don't have to have this whole conversation. They're like, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care. I'll I'll have the salad alone, right? So I give them this this balanced meal, right? Even from a food truck, you're getting a balanced meal. Our loaded fries comes with. Uh, oh my God, this cheese sauce is amazing. See, I this cheese sauce, is, let me tell you this cheat code. I got this cheese sauce when I lived in Texas. I had a, 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 a girlfriend who was Mexican. She took me to her family's restaurant. No, is this the girlfriend? Uh, no, it, it was at her house. Went to visit her at her home. And she <laughs> gave me this cheese sauce with meat in it. And we dipped it. Oh my God, I'm so embarrassed thinking about it today. Dipped our chips in it and it was a wrap. I ate it all. I was like, what in the hell, what in the world is this? And she told me the recipe. And I said, if ever, if ever I open a store, a restaurant, I'm doing this cheese sauce. And this cheese sauce is in my, my loaded fries. The loaded fries comes with a cheese sauce, regular cheddar cheese and Mexican um, shredded cheese um, sprinkled over with vegetables, corn, black beans, broccoli. Okay. So you have your cheese, you have your savory, you have your vegetables. When I tell you once it's melted, you put it in the oven for two minutes, melt it. And oh God, it's topped with a little bit of sour cream. Amazing. Amazing. Love it. I love this. So we do that same dish with our mashed potato that my daughter makes from scratch. All of our potatoes are fresh cut. Our mashed potatoes are fresh cut, then boiled and baked and mashed fresh with fresh butter, fresh um, milk, a little bit of cream, and she seasons it. I mean, Mark gets that every Saturday. <laughs> Mark, Mark gets the loaded mash every Saturday. Okay, and we do and we do the same thing with our nachos. 
Okay, so you have literally three different types of dishes with the same topping, and there's a customer for each one. It's incredible. It's and really incredible. Yeah, so good. So, like, as so, you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna um, speak on the name. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the names kind of come easy to me because I, I was actually a singer in my other life <laughs> and I was a songwriter. So, you know, I love words. I love playing with words. You know, they kind of come to me or they used to come to me easily. So when I was thinking about what I was going to name this business, I said it needed to make sense. It needed to be playful. It needed to be fun. It needed to speak to who I am. It needed to be sexy. It needed to be strong. It needed to be appealing. And I was like, well, what's another word for potato? Because I don't want like a French fry company. Like what kind of French fry company? I don't want that, right? So I said, what's another word for potato? Oh, spud. Hmm. Okay. Spud, 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 spud. Okay. So how can we make it funky? How can we make it you know, fancy and spicy. I said, well, I'm a single woman, so she is the spud. He's, you know, we'll make her single. Ms. Spud. Take the S off, make it a Z. There she is. But then, remember, I'm in this course, Weibo, right? And they're teaching you how to build your business and your brand, and you have to have part of your pitch. You have to have a name. And then what is your slogan? Oh, well, if I'm a French fry company, people are going to look for a baked potato. They're going to look for home fries. They're going to look for a mashed potato. They're going to look for all of these things. But the one thing that I don't want to do for sure, I'm not, I'm not making anybody's gravy. This is how I do my attitude. I'm not doing gravy. I'm just not doing it, right? It came to me. Everything, potato, no gravy. I love it. <laughs> everything potato no gravy and she was born where do you go from here i mean you you've built the business you i mean you do you, are you running this with employees now the pop-ups that you're you're starting to do i mean you, are you going to do it alone like let, talk to me about how because you're a planner um how are mm -hmm. you going to take this on now because you talked about employees in the food truck but that doesn't mean you don't have yeah. employees in the other business so how are you finding yeah. them Do, are you going to have some I've got to imagine you are to cook and stuff like that and how are you going about yes, setting course. up this larger menu and, and larger area to and what kind of equipment are you having to bring in that you didn't bring in before yeah so one of the things I have discovered um, that I've learned from my business and developed is the relationship, the relationships with my employees who understood and miss us even today. Like we were very essential to their, you know, their side hustle, supplemental income, their experience being on in food service. I still have this relationship with them. And I when we closed, you know, I had an appreciation um, dinner with them. Them, and every single one of them, let us know when you're coming back. Call me as soon as you do. You know, I still have that. And I love that I have this relationship with them so that when I relaunch, I have people who are already familiar, right? We just need to reassess and revisit some of the 
um, some of the responsibilities and, and their, you know, the things that they need to do that I already kind of already have that, right? So the plan is, again, is to do pop-ups until we generate enough revenue or qualify for enough grant money to open a store. There's so much going, I'm so excited about this summer. Let me say that, this summer, so much going on in New York. I'm also an educator. So with that, we have the graduation, we have prom, we have teacher appreciation week, we're already booked. Okay. Nice. So, yeah, we're already booked. I even explained to them because they're looking for the truck because the truck in itself is a bit of excitement. So I explained to them we know we're no longer we no longer have the truck right now. I explained to them what we have. Pop up still has the branding. You'll still see the logo. You'll still have the same experience, the same professionalism from the staff. You'll still have the great food, the same great service. You know, so they're still booking us, and we are scheduling for the season, right? I plan to be super busy, super busy this summer, right? And everything is being reinvested back into the business so that we can have, as a matter of fact, while we were on the phone, someone um, emailed me to um, give them a call for a space, a location that they're at right now. They're like, I think we have the perfect spot for you. So pray for me, (laughs) pray for me. That's awesome. Because this may... yeah, this may transition sooner than I thought, right? But either way, my I am completely focused on carrying on because it's no longer about me. I have a business that people expect to see, you know? People expect to to you know, to patronize. They expect Miss Spud's food this summer. They expect to be walking around with our cone and dipping sauces, you know? They expect us to be a part of their experience. So I can't stop. It's not just about me. I get the benefit of being a business owner, of, of, of sharing my experience and my vision, but they also have the, the, the experience of having it. You know, I want to be a big deal. I want it to be pop culture. You know, I want to have one in every borough of New York. There has to be a Miss Buds in Brooklyn. There has to be one in Queens. There has to be one in Staten Island, Manhattan, and, and Long Island. There has to be. This was my dream. I love this. And I know we, we keep going on for a very long time. Like, what inspires you to keep doing all this? What keep going? And, like, like who were your inspirations and motivations growing up or, or mentors or people you looked up to, particularly because yeah. you were also in singing? I think that that's probably important, that anchor there. Yeah. But talk to me yeah. about that a little bit. Um, mostly, really, mostly my grandmother. My grandmother kind of did it all. She was really the backbone of my family. She was a single mother of five children, right? Although my grandfather was there doing, he was a singer, so he's traveling the world as a quartet singer, gospel quartet singer, right? But my grandmother's home ministering and taking care of her family. In the meantime, not only is she running a church, she has a cleaner, she has a daycare center, okay? She has all of these things that she's managing, and it made sense to me because my brain, the way my brain works and the the kind of energy that I have, it made sense <laughs> to want to be a boss because I have creativity. I want to share my creativity. Right? 
I want to be in charge. And my grandmother is the one that told my mother, leave that girl alone. She needs to be the boss because I was bossing all the other kids around, right? I was taking care of my elder sister and brothers. I was in charge. So I had to figure out if you're not going to be an employee, how are you going to be the best boss? What business are you going to create that you can live, that you can live, that you can generate enough income to survive, to create a life for yourself, create jobs for other people, and help them along their path? Because when you take on employees, you take on a a lot of responsibility. Their right? families, their tuitions, their, their dreams family, have to fit in your all dreams. Of this. Yeah. Absolutely. So who are you going to be? How are you going to touch, move, and inspire the people you encounter? How are you going to help them grow? How are you going to help them help you grow? I speak to all of these things. So it's my grandmother. It's my mother who never gave up. You know? These women never gave up. So I don't have the right to give up. People die. People walk away. People will leave you stranded. What are you going to do? I woke up, the sun was up when I woke up and my bills still came. (laughs) I have to get to work. Yeah, absolutely. I 100% agree with that. And even if you try to avoid it, it's right there. Exactly. It's right there. My dreams don't stop. So I continue to chase my dream. I continue to work my dream. And I continue to have faith. God is not going to give you more than you can handle. He's not going to put you through what he's not going to see you through. I'm going to carry on and I'm going to live my dream. And I'm speaking to myself right now. <laughs> I love it. Um, wow. Where can they find you online? So we are at MsBudsEPNG.com. That's www.MsBuds. That's M-S-S-P-U-D-Z-Z-Z-E-P-N-G.com. Cool. And on social media? Social media, Instagram is Miss Buzz underscore EPNG. Um, Facebook, Miss Buzz, everything potato, no gravy. Awesome. And this will be my last question, I think, depending on how this question yeah. goes. Um, what are the <laughs> core values of leadership that, you know, we talked about what your family represents and, and what the women in your life did and, and the work ethic, but what we, and we talked about leadership and your values earlier yeah. in, in an episode and what sort of, let's talk about that with leadership and, and core values and, and those type of things. Cause you said you are a leader, you are a boss. And yeah. so help me, yeah. let's, let's unpack this a little bit and break it out in, into detail um, as much as you're willing to, because I think it's important because sure. the audience needs to a little bit, a lot of entrepreneurs need to catch what you're throwing for lack of a better term or catch yeah. what you're doing and have it contagious. Um, but that's probably a better use of the words, catch what you're throwing. And so it becomes yep. contagious, not that they catch it, but they yeah. literally catch it. Like 
we got the entrepreneurial bug. So talk to me a little bit about that, the the core values and the sure. leadership. Sure. The most important thing to me, and I learned this, I learned this from my entrepreneurial experience. It's my number one is trust. Trust is the most important thing. I need to trust my staff and my staff need to trust me. They need to trust that I'm going to be who I say I'm going to be. I'm going to do what I'm saying I'm going to do. Okay. And I'm going to give what I say I'm going to give. That in itself, at the bottom line, when it comes to uh, boss, um, entre- boss employee relationship, the bottom line is money. Whether I make my bottom line or not, they need to be paid. Do you understand? I don't know where it's coming from, if it's coming from my personal or if it yeah. can't come, the conversation needs to be had. You cannot blindside people. The Bible even says a man should be paid for his work. So who am I? Who am I to take something from someone when they have worked their hardest to make sure your business is successful? I have to trust them that they're going to show up on time. That they're going to have the right attitude. That they're going to deliver great product that they're going to be friendly. You have to show yourself friendly, especially in service business. You are the first and the last with the customer. They have to trust that what they're getting, that they're about to inject, that's going to feed their body and their soul, is coming from a good place and that's you. Trust is my first. My product, believing in my product, I can't sell something if I don't believe in it. It's a lie. If you're getting a phony, you may as well get imitation crab meat. (laughs) And I can't do that. Right? I have to believe in my product. If I'm not going to eat it, I'm not going to serve it to you. But if I'm going to eat it, you have to trust you are about to get the best thing you've ever had. At least one of the best things you've ever had. It's fresh, it's handled well, and it's presented well, and it tastes great. And every product, consistently, every customer should get the same thing. You don't want that because they know, your customer knows, right? Oh, it's here last week, it didn't taste like this. They do pick up on that right away. If you change even the salt slightly. Anything. Yeah. So consistency, consistency is key. And that means you have to be a good leader to train your staff in ways that everyone's on one level playing field. You ever you ever made a call to let's say a phone company and you had a problem and everybody's on different pages? You yeah. keep getting sent to different departments, right? You, you know what I mean? For the I one single exactly problem, but yeah. nobody knows anything, right? You can't have that. It starts with leadership. Something's wrong at the top. So when you're dealing with your employees, they're not just your employees, they're your partners because you're sharing with them your plan, your idea, what makes the machine run. And everybody has to be on the same page. Even if it's a, even if it's a garnish, it's a pinch, not a dollop. 
you understand consistency is key yeah and that's a way to lose profitability also by over over serving yeah Um, yeah so as we wrap up here is there anything that you want to say to any of the entrepreneurs out there in the world or that are struggling or any any message that if you would want to make sure you could get a message out there to anyone um what would it be um, what I would, what I'd like to say to anybody that's thinking about being an entrepreneur, the fact that you're thinking about it is meaningful. Do it. Do it small. Start now and figure it out. If you can't figure it out, ask. Ask. Somebody's out there that's going to tell you exactly what you need to hear in the moment. And that ends with always be teaching. Because if anybody were to ask me, and people ask me all the time about having a food truck, here's my number. Always be teaching and jump on it because it is your opportunity to share who you are, to share your experience, to share your product, share the things that you love. Because what you're also saying in essence is that your life is not your own and it needs to be shared. We can't live this life alone. We're not supposed to be here by ourselves. We're supposed to engage. We're supposed to have companionship. We're supposed to share what we have, what we've learned, what we know, what we do. And ultimately, that thing can bring you money. It can generate income for you, especially if it's really good. Don't forget to do it with a little bit of pride, a little bit of, a, a, a little bit of, not a little bit, but with all the intention of goodness, of doing right. You want it, you want to be a good person. If you want to be a good person, it's going to lend itself to everything else in your life. In order for you to be a good, a good person, you have to do good things. You have to say good things. And you simply have to be good. Just be good. And always be teaching. <laughs> and pay your taxes, child. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's that. And uh, I appreciate you coming on the show and taking so much time and doing this. It's been one of the best. And I think there's a lot of huge content in here. And I'm definitely going to yeah. have you back on. Uh, because we are going to have to tell the story of uh, after this summer or during the summer as you're relaunching this concept, which I know is yeah. going to be really successful. I'm excited. And I would love to continue to tell your story. And I think it's just so phenomenal, your journey. And it's so filled with nuggets of like teaching opportunities or learning opportunities yeah. or growing opportunities, however yeah. you want to look at them. And yeah. I just totally appreciate it. And I hope the audience, like, thank you everyone for listening in. I love everyone in the audience. I yeah. really appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen in to the podcast and all the support you've given me um, yeah. as I've gone through and transitioned more into podcasting and the, the show and entertainment space from being just a food entrepreneur. Um, it's been interesting. And so... This episode for me was very impactful on me. If it if it doesn't impact anyone else, it certainly impacted me heavily. But I doubt that that's the case. You are a woman who goes around the world and has huge impact wherever you go. And I think that's just your mindset. And it's hard to keep it, I agree. Um, but at the end yeah. of the day, if you find purpose in it and 
spirituality and and a reason for living um really and it's more than that it's not just i want to live it's like i want to live life to the fullest when i say reason for living yeah um yeah and and at the same time understand that there's you know there's a little bit of it's not always easy it's not always as clean as we want it to be but it just takes hard work and determination to get through it and i think that that's huge and i hope the audience um enjoys that as well as much as i have um If anyone wants to find us, we're on Instagram at Justin the Food Entrepreneurs. We're also on Spotify or wherever else you go yourself through podcasts. We are syndicated all around the world. We just crossed over, gosh, I don't even know how many countries someone threw the number at me. It was large, but there's only like 180 some countries in the world, which is kind of crazy yeah. that we're almost in all of them as a podcast. So <clears throat> nice. I appreciate everyone. I appreciate you all the entrepreneurs who come on the show, all the listeners, everyone who gives feedback and gives me feedback on how to improve things. I appreciate it. And believe me, I've got a ton of feedback over the last eight months and we will be working on Mm -hmm. implementing a lot of those things over the next few months as we get into the summer and record through the summer to try to update, give more content, give more valuable content and start giving the audience and the entrepreneurs that are listening um, also the information Mm -hmm. that they're looking for. And I would say that if anyone has listened to these episodes, um, with Miss Spuds, we are going. You're going to get a lot of nuggets out of it, and it's wow. really important. You <clears throat> you may even want a notebook, and you want may even want to take notes. So <laughs> I recommend it for everyone. So thank you again, everyone, for listening in, uh, and we're out.